What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Monday, March 11th. It's March Madness, baby. The greatest time in the whole entire year is finally upon us. It's conference tournament week. One week away from the NCAA tournament and six days away from Selection Sunday. We've got a very special podcast today. We're going to be joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio. We're also going to be joined by Blake Lovell, founder of SoutheastHoops.com. Both of these people are going to join the show. We're going to talk a little SEC hoops, talk a little about Memphis as well. It's going to be a very fun podcast. But first and foremost, wanted to have some friends over to watch the game, but don't have enough space. Wish you had an open floor plan so you can pair your game day chili in the kitchen. Watch overtime on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and Anna Halton at Century 21. They are licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You'll be game day ready in no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee. Next, Old Hickory Steakhouse. Each office is independently owned and operated. So go check them out if you're in the Jackson area. they got some beautiful homes. I'm Mitch Davis, your host. You can find me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. We're going to be at the American Athletic Conference Tournament this week with Rivals.com, Tiger Sports Report there, covering the Tigers and covering the entire tournament. But first and foremost, we're going to be joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson and then Blake Lovell as well right after her. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. We are joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson from Kentucky Sports Radio, Editor-in-Chief. How are you doing, Mrs. Tyler? I'm doing great. It's the best time of the year. Oh, it really is. It feels like Christmas Day and just kind of anticipating that day all week long. I know it does, and it feels crazy to me. It feels like just yesterday I was in Indianapolis watching Kentucky just get pummeled by Duke. So I'm very, very happy that Kentucky is where they are right now because back on November, whatever it was, I wasn't sure they'd make it this far. You know, after that Duke loss, I think all of Big Blue Nation was just kind of like, I, we don't even know what's going to go happen, you know. But let's talk about that transition a little bit for Kentucky. How have they come along as a team? And But what is this potential uh, with the team? I think it has a lot to do with Reed, actually. And that's kind of crazy to say because he's not Kentucky's best player but he allows Kentucky's best player, who I believe is P.J. Washington, to shine. And without Reed these past four games or whatever it's been, you've noticed that Kentucky has just – they're not as strong inside. And, you know, P.J. can't do what he really loves to do. He's forced to be more of a physical player, which he's played well. But also Kentucky's missed Reed's impact on the offensive glass. You know, he could always get the ball and just make an easy basket – and that's something Kentucky's really missed. You know, they, they've only lost to Tennessee with him out. But I think that in each game, they've just looked a little bit off in the first half and thankfully have been able to overcome that in the second. But I think get Kentucky getting Reed back is a big, big part of whether or not they can make a national championship. And I, I think they will. From what I hear, I, you know, he's going to be back for the SEC tournament, and I'm, I'm really hoping that Kentucky will be able to get to where they were before he got hurt. You know, that was the million-dollar question I was going to ask you. Do you think he plays on Friday, or do you think Kentucky sits him out until wait until uh, Saturday's game against Tennessee? 
I think that he'll play on Friday. I think he could have played versus Florida. They're just being a little, little extra cautious, and you know, thankfully it, it worked out well. But I think he'll play on Friday, but not a lot. I'd predict maybe 10 to 15 minutes of playing time just to kind of knock the rust off and, and to get his feet under him. Because Saturday is going to be an absolute war. So you want to make sure, you know, not only that his, his knee is okay, but that he is back to playing form and has kind of had a chance to, to knock the rust off a little bit. You know, we mentioned the SEC tournament. Do you, are you fully just in, in favor of us playing Tennessee on Saturday? Or do you think Mississippi State has a shot at knocking off the Volunteers? I mean, I think Mississippi State has a shot. I don't think it's a very good one. I think I'm for Kentucky playing Tennessee because I think it would do wonders for their resume. I mean, I think Kentucky, Tennessee, Duke, and North Carolina are all vying for a number one seed right now. And if Kentucky, they can make their case look even better by beating a team like Tennessee. If you beat Tennessee, you've got a number one seed. And you, you might even get it in Louisville, which would be absolutely amazing. That'd be huge because those games would practically be home games for Kentucky. So I'm rooting for the game versus Tennessee. It's going to be a war, but I think that this team, hopefully what you hope for is they remember how badly they got beat in Knoxville and use that as motivation. And I like how this team plays with the chip on their shoulders. So, so that's what I'm hoping for. You know, let's talk a little bit about this Tennessee team. They've, they've been very inconsistent. I think everybody kind of sees that a little bit. You know, how do you think Kentucky can just – do you think they go back to that game one game plan where Kentucky completely pounded inside, got Admiral Schofield in foul trouble, or do you think they kind of incorporate Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson a little bit more and try to open up Tennessee? Well, you would hope all of the above. I think it's going to depend on how much Reed can do. Because why Kentucky beat Tennessee and Rep Arena by 17 or however many points. They dominated them by Reed dominating Grant Williams inside. He took care of that, which allowed P.J. to shine. But I think you're right. Since Reed's been out, Kentucky's kind of added a few new dimensions to their offense. You've got Keldon attacking the rim more. And obviously when Tyler Hero's hitting his shots, UK is so much better. So, I mean, I know it's, a, it's kind of a cop-out, but I'd say all of the above. If you can get Reed in there for at least 20 minutes to kind of open up the inside for P.J. to do his thing. And, and I think something that people haven't thought about is with Reed out, P.J. hasn't been hitting his threes as much as he was before. You know, he was on that span for about two weeks where he was just hitting a ridiculous percentage from the outside. So with Reed back, you would hope that you would hope that Kentucky would be able to get back to a dominating performance like they had versus Tennessee and Rep Arena. You know, we were both down there in Oxford for the Kentucky and Ole Miss game. Kentucky seemed to just want that win more. How did that team look from you know the previous Saturday compared to the game in Oxford? And how do you see them using that road win in Ole Miss? That was a huge win for the Cats. How do you see them using that in March here? Yeah, it was definitely a huge. Go ahead. Sorry. I think it was a huge win. And, you know, it was kind of like the Florida win in that the first half, Kentucky didn't look too great, but they did enough things well in the second. And Ole Miss is still a pretty highly, if you look at the net rankings, I've been looking at those today as part of a post on KSR for this afternoon. If you look at those rankings, Ole Miss is still a very highly ranked team. And they were doing everything right. It felt like they were hitting every shot. And, you know, it was senior night. I know those guys were playing their hearts out. 
And for Kentucky to withstand that is absolutely huge. And I, I, you know, we've said all along, this team seems to play better on the road. And you, I think you saw that in Oxford and you just got to hope it carries over. It carried over, I think in the second half versus Florida, but hopefully they can keep that momentum rolling into Nashville. You know, looking at the bracket, what are maybe one or two teams you could see winning it? And who also do you have winning the SEC tournament? A bracket pulled up in front of me. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting what happens with LSU. It sounds like they're going to be without Will Wade. They're going to have their interim coach. Um, I'm, I'm sure that means that Javante Smart won't play as well. I'm, I'm not sure how serious the injury is to Naj Reed. Um, but I think a team like Florida could give them a, you know, a challenge in the quarterfinals if, if Florida gets past Arkansas. Um, I, I haven't been super impressed by South Carolina. But again, you just got to think LSU's gotten so lucky this year. Their luck seems like it's got to have to going to have to run out at some point. Um, on the bottom half of the bracket, I think Kentucky will will fare well against either Ole Miss or Alabama. I think you know we obviously saw last week they could beat Ole Miss uh, without Reed Travis if they need to, or Reed Travis in a limited capacity. And I, I think they can get up for a game versus Alabama. You know, Alabama beat them to start the conference conference schedule. And I think that they would definitely get up to be you know, a little bit of re- revenge, so to speak. Um, obviously, I, I just think they're going to play Tennessee. And, and I think if you're a Kentucky fan, you almost want that to happen. Because, like I said, it would be, be great for the resume. And I think this team would really get up for that. And and beyond that, honestly, you know, if, if Kentucky makes it to the championship, we've learned that history has taught us that doesn't really do much in the eyes of the selection committee. Like sometimes they use that and sometimes they don't. So uh, I think that would just be icing on the cake. Now, let's talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament. But first, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions. I saw your article about the guide to Nashville. Is KSR doing anything fun in the city of Nashville? No, you guys usually do radio shows at Tin Roof and um, other places. Are there any plans for Kentucky Sports Radio listeners to join you guys? Oh, totally, yeah. We'll have the Friday morning show from 10 a.m. to noon or Nashville time. It's 9 to 11 a.m. Central. That'll be at Tin Roof um, as usual on Friday morning. It will be absolutely nuts, I can just assure you. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, all week, it's, you know, the guys are coming down early to, to film Hey Kentucky, so you'll probably see them around if you're in town. We'll be at the arena covering all of the games, and I'll have updated an updated guide to Nashville on the website tomorrow night. So if you're coming to town and you, you know, you've got your family or your friends with you, you're trying to figure out where to go eat dinner or where to go have a drink, in between games, that should help you out. And I think it's going to be a really, really fun time. I think it's probably going to be one of the best SEC tournaments we've seen in recent memory. I totally agree. I'll be really interested to see. You know, Nashville obviously being in Tennessee, you expect to see a lot of Tennessee fans. But I'm just going to be interested to see how many uh, volunteer fans we have. Usually it's Kentucky just takes over, which makes it my favorite weekend of the year because you see all that Kentucky blue all over Nashville. But there's going to be some orange mixed in. And, you know, given the, uh, the history between the programs the past couple of years, it's, uh, it's going to be kind of chippy around downtown, maybe. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, let's talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament. I'm sure we're going to have you back on next week after they announce where Kentucky's headed. 
What is your expectations, you know, heading into that NCAA tournament? And where do you think the Cats will end up on the seed line and playing uh, next week in, in the regionals? So I hope, let's see, if Kentucky beats Tennessee, I think they've made their case for a number one seed. And I, you know, maybe even in Louisville, you would hope you could get the South region because that would, you know, it'd be automatic home games, practically. It'd be, that'd be the way to do it. I think regardless, Kentucky will be in Columbus for the first and second rounds, which is, that's not a far drive from Lexington. So you got to like that too. I think if they don't end up in the South region, it'll be the Midwest, which, you know, isn't the worst thing in the world. I, I just have this feeling, and I'm sure a lot of Kentucky fans do too, that Duke is going to be in Kentucky's region. Unless Duke somehow gets a one seed and Kentucky gets a one seed, I just have a feeling they're going to be paired together. Not only because, you know, it seems to be what's going to happen with the seeding, but it just feels destined, you know, after that first game to open the season. And then there's all the history between the two with the 92 game. I just, I really have a feeling we're, we're going to be looking at a number one Kentucky or number one Duke versus a number two Kentucky, number two, you know, uh, Duke in the region final. And hopefully that's in Louisville and hopefully Kentucky can beat the Blue Devils to go to the final four. You know, it seems like every time Kentucky plays Duke, as of recent, Duke's had Kentucky's number. It just seems like Duke has had that upper, that upper hand on Kentucky here recently. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, we all remember what happened in 1992 and, as much as we like to say that the 1998 win over Duke, uh, you know, kind of made up for that, I don't think anything ever will. And I think the season opening loss to Duke was just crushing. I think not only for the players, I think the players eventually are, you know, they got over it quicker than fans, but that just kind of like was deflating. It was just, you know, took all the excitement heading into the season and just crushed it. But I think that that means if they do face again, face each other again in the tournament, you know, Kentucky fans are going to be so up for that game. And what you know, with Duke, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Zion. Um, obviously, you would hope as a Kentucky fan that they wouldn't have him because they wouldn't be playing as well. Um, I think if Zion doesn't play in the in the tournament, which I think he will, but if he doesn't, I think Duke will get upset before they have the chance to meet Kentucky. So it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. It's gonna be a fun tournament. This is the last thing I'm gonna ask you. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, and you do a lot of great work for KSR. And one of my turning into one of my really good friends in the media world. So I greatly appreciate you, and greatly appreciate you coming on the show today. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it too. You can read my work at KentuckySportsRadio.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mrs. Tyler KSR. Thank you so much, Mrs. Tyler. You enjoy the SEC tournament. All right. You too. Thanks. We are joined by Blake Lovell, founder of SoutheastHoops.com and a radio host there in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, Mr. Blake? How are you doing today, man? Hey, Mitch. Doing well, man. It's a fun time of year, as you know. So uh, excited to get the SEC tournament started this week. You know, it's crazy, this SEC tournament. We've talked about this all season long. What is the one team heading into this SEC tournament that you say, hey, is so far above everybody else? Or is that not really the case this year in the SEC? Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's probably, if you look at the bracket, the way the, the bracket sits right now, I think there's legitimately probably four, maybe five different teams that you feel like can win this thing. Um, certainly, 
people are going to look at LSU based on the off-court stuff and, and say that, you know, maybe there's some distractions there, but this is still a team that, that won the regular season title. Uh, and then you got to go to the bottom of the bracket with Kentucky and Tennessee, uh, seeing those two the most likely matchup in a semifinal there. But you also don't want to overlook uh, teams like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, who have proven to be tough. Uh, so that bottom of the bracket is going to be very intriguing. And then, like I mentioned at the top there, LSU and then South Carolina's the four. Uh, I really like Auburn sort of on that side as well. You know, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, that LSU thing before we get into the SEC term. I know a lot of people are kind of looking uh, looking for what's going on down there. What are you hearing? And is the NCAA going to get involved with this LSU team? Yeah, it's it's an interesting spot to be in. There's no doubt. It's it's something where you know you win a a regular season title, you have all that excitement, and, and instead of being able to talk about that as sort of the foundation of your season, now you're having to deal with with this off court stuff. And you know, I really don't know that that anyone knows kind of how this is going to play out because we can remember back to when all this stuff first started, uh, you know, before last season, and you're sitting there saying, oh, well, this could happen or that could happen, and Truth is, I don't think we really know. I think it's sort of a, a situation where everything's up in the air at this point. And, um, you know, it's kind of a, a fluid type of thing where a lot of things are going to change um, in terms of what could happen or what will happen. Uh, but I guess all we have to go on right now is, you know, LSU sitting here in a really good spot from a team standpoint. Uh, and like we said, that they're entering the SEC tournament as the number one seed right now. You know, I have to ask you this question. I think this is a question. This elephant in the room. Do you think Will Wade will coach again at LSU? Oh, that's uh, that's a tough one to answer. I'll tell you because, uh, like we said, if you look at the stuff that's came out, um, it's just one of those deals where there's no other way to put it. It just doesn't look good. And with LSU, you know, taking the the actions that they took as a school. You don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a, a weird and sort of a, an unprecedented type of thing, especially at this point where, like we said, we're, we're looking at this and knowing what's been put out there. But we also don't know kind of what else is going to kind of be the next thing that sort of turns the, the, the page on it. And, and we go to the thing that, that maybe, you know, is more I don't know how to put it. It's just sort of we don't really know, I think, the next actions from any of these parties involved. And that's what kind of makes this whole thing very unpredictable at this point. Now, let's let's change the subject a little bit, something a little bit more positive instead of that negative outlook on college basketball that is surrounding basketball as a whole. How do you see this SEC tournament kind of playing out? And do you think Kentucky is the team to beat, you know, per se in the SEC tournament? You know, I think that Kentucky has a strong chance to win it. I don't know that I would say that they are the team to beat. And I know a lot of people uh, will, will have different opinions on that because I think what it comes down to is, you know, we can say Kentucky's the team to beat, but we can also make a similar argument, I think, for Tennessee or an LSU, uh, like I said, or even a team like an Auburn whose bracket sets up pretty well, uh, you feel like, based on where they're at. So, I don't know. This is one of those years where, yes, Kentucky has all the experience in the SEC tournament, the success that we've seen. Um, it's something where, if you look at it, it's basically going to be a home type of atmosphere, as we know, anywhere Kentucky plays. Uh, and they, they have certainly played to the level where, yes, it wouldn't surprise anyone if they won this thing. But I also, like I said, I think that you look around – this is another year where you can see several of these teams feeling like they go into the tournament feeling like they are the favorite 
Uh, and that's what's going to make this thing even more exciting. What are some of these interesting first-round matchups to you? You know, you look at Wednesday night. When you look at those Wednesday night games, does any of those two games jump out to you, or does it really get started on Thursday with, you know, Florida and Arkansas, Ole Miss and Alabama, and the other games as well? Yeah, I, you know, I, I probably would have thought that the Texas A&M versus Vanderbilt game would be a little bit more interesting before TJ Starks was out for the year. Um, and I know that sounds kind of odd because I, I thought that Texas A&M was kind of getting some things together, maybe improving, maybe being one of those teams that you see going from a Wednesday night to maybe pulling an upset on a Thursday, playing on Friday. But I don't think we can realistically look at any of those four teams and feel like they're going to make a run Saturday or anything like that, just based on what we've seen this year. But all the first, or all the, I guess, second round matchups, as they're called, are very intriguing because, you know, you have Ole Miss and Alabama. Alabama's got to win that game to to at least be in the conversation for a bubble spot at this point. Then you got that Florida and Arkansas game where you have two teams that feel like they're playing pretty well uh, entering this thing for the most part and maybe not knowing, you know, the winner of that, you get an LSU team that, like we said, there's distractions. Uh, you never know kind of what you're going to get with that on Friday. And then Auburn, like I said, I feel like Auburn's in a really good spot uh, as the number five seed and, you know, Mississippi state, another team that has proven that they have a lot of potential. So the, the ones we know right now for Thursday with the Florida, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Alabama, those should, should be very intriguing matchups. You know, you mentioned Vanderbilt a little bit. They, they just had a disappointing season. I had you on before the season started and, you know, Vanderbilt fans were all, all excited. I know the injury to, to a couple guys on that team. Does Bryce Drew make it through this year or is he, or is Vanderbilt looking in other directions? I know it's only his second year. Yeah, I think it's a deal where you sort of look at it and feel like, boy, at one point you're probably thinking, surely he's going to get another year. But I think as the season sort of goes on and you're seeing the way this whole thing unfolds, you start to question it even more, especially after going winless. And like we said, I mean, who is going to go into that game against Texas A&M feeling like Vanderbilt's going to win? Even though the tournament's in Nashville, you got a Texas A&M team that, that isn't, you know, again, isn't playing particularly well. So I don't really know. And I think at this point it's probably uh, one of those situations where Vanderbilt is going to take a strong look at this whole situation because I don't necessarily think either it's just about going winless. I, I think it's how they finish the season. And they're, they weren't just losing games. They were getting blown out. Um, and, and that's not something you want to see when you're a team that's fighting and fighting to try to get that win. You want to put yourself on the opposite side of, of bad history they wouldn't do that, and they were not competitive in some of those games down the stretch, and I think that's a concerning thing from a fan standpoint, but also from an administration standpoint as well uh, when you're looking at the future of your program and really a program that's always had a, a very good home court advantage, has always been a, a school that's kind of leaned on basketball as a top priority, and now you're sitting here as you know first winless team in many, many, many years. Uh, it is. It's an interesting spot for Bryce Drew right now. You know, I've got two more SEC questions for you. Then we're going to kind of turn the ship and talk a little bit about Memphis basketball. I know you kind of follow track about Penny a little bit. It's hard not to with the way Penny's making his noise this year. Um, right. Out of out of these 14 teams in the SEC tournament, if you had to pick your SEC tournament champion right now on this Monday, who would it be? If I had to pick the champion right now, I would probably go with 
I'd probably go with Tennessee. And I say that because I just think the Vols are a team that people sort of overreacted to when they had that stretch there where they got blown out at Kentucky, where they lost at LSU, even in losing at Auburn uh, in the regular season finale. These are all quality road losses. You're talking about three teams that are in the top 15 or 20, I think, in Kim Palm, and you know, three very, very good teams that are all capable of winning this SEC tournament. But there's just something about Tennessee I've kind of looked at all year long. I feel like they do just kind of have those intangibles you need. Uh, but to me, it is pretty much a toss-up between Tennessee and Kentucky. Like we said, knowing that those two are on the same side of the bracket, whoever wins, what that is likely going to be the matchup probably we see in the semifinal. Although, like I said, I wouldn't overlook a team like Mississippi State. Maybe they have a chance to pull an upset against the Tennessee uh, or even an Ole Miss. We've seen Ole Miss get hot this year. But it does seem like, you know, at this point, the winner of that Kentucky-Tennessee game is going to win this thing. And and that's not a knock on LSU. That's just knowing what we know tournament history-wise. Um, it's going to be one of those two teams. Maybe I'd go Tennessee 51%, Kentucky 49% right now. I, I like that. You know, this is the last SEC question I have for you, and then we'll get into a little bit of Memphis talk there. Um, you know, looking at the NCAA tournament, how many SEC teams do you see getting in the tournament? I asked you this question a month ago. What one or two teams do you see cutting down the nets, if any? Yeah, I think it's uh, – I've been saying eight, but I'll tell you, I think it's going to wind up being seven because I, I just – I'm thinking it's going to be difficult at this point for Alabama to get in because I don't necessarily trust Alabama in that game against Ole Miss, even though we've seen Avery Johnson have some success in the SEC tournament in recent years. It feels like Alabama's been in this spot – for a couple of years in a row, especially going back to last year, where they're in the same spot where they have to win this first round game. Uh, and then, you know, maybe don't necessarily have to win in the quarterfinals, but you feel like you have to have everything break right if you don't. Um, so I don't know. I think seven, if you're somebody who wants to bet on it right now, I think seven's the the one that feels the most confident just because there's a lot of unknowns with Alabama. Uh, I think Florida will get in, Ole Miss will get in. But Alabama's that team that we don't really know about right now. And then if you're talking about teams that can win this whole thing, I mean, you know, LSU would have been right there in that mix to me personally uh, based on how we've seen them play. I know other people just kind of look at it and feel like, well, LSU's the one seed, but they seem to not put them in that category as Tennessee or Kentucky. Now with the off-court stuff, you don't really know, and certainly there's going to be some questions as to how they proceed uh, moving forward. But if they come out with that chip on their shoulder, I think LSU certainly capable of getting to the Final Four. Uh, and then with Kentucky and Tennessee, they're, again, the two teams that are most likely to make the deepest run. Uh, but like I said earlier, too, I wouldn't overlook teams like Auburn and Mississippi State uh, having a chance to win a couple games and get into that Sweet 16 or beyond. You know, these are the last two questions I have for you here. Do you see Memphis possibly winning four games in four days at the American Athletic Tournament and shocking the world and going to the NCAA Tournament? Well, again, it's it's all about, with these tournaments, as we know, it's all about motivation. And, you know, I think when you go into these settings sometimes, you don't really know exactly what you're going to get from teams. And, you know, to be sitting there kind of where they're at, they've proven that, that they can sort of hang with some of these teams this season. And they've had a lot of close losses, as you know. And it's one of those things where once you're finally able to gain some momentum and, and kind of turn a corner, you feel like, Maybe you can win some of these games. And, you know, just looking at the draw, look, it, it's not easy, as we know, to to do that in a conference tournament, to win that many games in a row. That's why, you know, in a lot of these leagues, you're getting one team in because, by goodness, they get hot at the right time. 
for Memphis, knowing, like we said, the motivation level, I think they're going to be ready to play. They're, they're kind of in that spot where, look, they know what they have to do. Uh, and, and again, with the, the, ter- the conference itself, I mean, looking at the AAC, Houston's been excellent, as we know. I mean, Houston has just completely exceeded expectations. But you've got a lot of really good teams in there with Cincinnati, UCF, Temple going down the line. Uh, but it is. It's going to be a tough task. But like we said, it's about motivation. And you feel like Penny Hardaway uh, certainly pretty good uh, at motivating his guys. You know, this is the last question I have for you because you, you're more in the SEC and I'm more covering Memphis. Are a lot of the SEC programs like in Tennessee, Arkansas, and the other SEC programs noticing what Penny Hardaway is doing? I know Penny has called out Tennessee, point blank period. He's called out Tennessee. Um, has these SEC programs started to take note of what Penny Hardaway is doing in Memphis? I think probably on the recruiting trail, I don't think there's any doubt that people are, are understanding that there are going to be some challenges ahead, uh, knowing, like we said, the way that, that he can recruit. And we're already seeing that with the class he has coming in next year. Uh, but, it, you know, it is. Rivalry rise. I think a lot of fans love it. And they love that having these types of rivalries and, and having this whole situation back in terms of being able to, to see Tennessee play Memphis and all these other things. And um, it is. It's kind of fun for the game, even though people are going to have a lot of different opinions in terms of what he said, talking about the Rick Barnes thing and all that. Uh, but there's no doubt. I mean, Memphis is a program that's on the rise. No one can deny that based on the talent they have there and the talent they have coming in. Uh, and that's definitely one way to, to make people notice you. Mr. Blake Love, I appreciate you coming on, man. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, find your work, and you're going to be on next week's Talk to the NCAA Tournament with us as well. Yep. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, SoutheastHoops.com, all the SEC stuff. And then uh, on Twitter at the Blake Level, we'll be at the SEC Tournament this week. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, it's hard to believe that uh, we are getting very close to Selection Sunday, and uh, it'll be here before you know it. Man, thank you so much. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Have fun in Nashville. Thanks, Mitch.